The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The Passover was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The leaders then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The authorities then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Today's gospel reading, many scholars argue, captures a moment in Jesus' ministry that if there was one single thing that got Jesus into trouble with the authorities, it was this, going into the temple, driving out the animals, and turning over the tables of the money changers. John, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, however, doesn't put this story right on the eve of Jesus' passion and crucifixion. Rather, John puts it at the beginning of the gospel as one of a number of signs that point to who Jesus is, particularly for a community of Christians living late in the first century when the destruction of the second temple in 70 AD was still within living memory. And there was a sense of displacement throughout Judaism, including and especially amongst those Jews who had called Jesus the Messiah. And so there was a conflict unfolding in their midst. But John wants them and wants us to understand a profound truth about what Jesus is doing in the temple this day. And most importantly of all, what Jesus the Christ is doing in our hearts. 
We heard today that beautiful and familiar passage from the Torah about the Ten Commandments, which some would argue form a bedrock of our civilization. And actually that is not too far from the truth. You could argue that the Ten Commandments make a bedrock for any civilization that you might find on the planet today. The 10 best ways to live together. But there is a subtle trap, not only in them, but in the way they came to be understood and the way that religious institutions form. Our society is not at all immune from that trap, and nor are we as individuals and as a body. And that trap is very old. It goes back to the traditions of our most distant spiritual ancestors and their religious practices. The most primitive form of religion is one that is fundamentally transactional. What do I mean by that? I mean it's a form in which you offer the right sacrifices to God or to the gods and you get back a blessing. For our earliest ancestors who were moving into an agriculturally based society out of being hunter-gatherers, this was all about getting the gods to do what we wanted when we wanted them to do it, to give us the rains at the right time, the harvest at the right time, gold when we wanted to become rich, children when we wanted to have an inheritance and a sense of continuity of life, purity when we felt silly, peace when we were at war, victory over our enemies when we were confronted with powers greater than ourselves. The list goes on and on and on, but the relationship with the divine was fundamentally transaction. Over the past couple of weeks, we have heard about the covenant that God brings, beginning, if you remember, with the story of Noah emerging from the ark and he and his family are shown a covenant that God doesn't just make with them, but with all the creatures of the earth. And then the following week, we heard about the covenant with Abram and Sarai, so radical, a covenant so deep that they must alter their names and they must leave the familiar land of Ur. Incidentally, that's where the Pope was visiting this past week and go to a new land that they have never seen and bear children when they are far beyond the age of bearing children. Today we hear about the covenant offered again in a new way to God's people wandering in the wilderness. And in every instance, the covenant is offered and renewed and the law is granted to help give the people identity. 
they fall into the trap of a transactional relationship. You know the thinking. It's as familiar to you as walking down the street. If I just get the Ten Commandments right, I'll be fine with God. And more importantly, God will be fine with me and will bless me. But that has it all wrong. And you see, at the end of the day, that's Jesus' point. When he's in the temple, driving out the animals, turning over the tables of the money changers, getting the attention of not just the temple authorities, but the Romans, who are worried about anyone who will disturb the economy of Jerusalem that makes it possible for the tribute to flow to the empire. And that problem, of course, is this. God's promise and love for us is immutable, permanent, for God is faithful. And there is nothing that we can do to change that. It's a shocking thing for us because we all thought that we could earn it. We all thought that if we got it right, God would be okay with us. But we have it all backwards. God was not just okay with us from the beginning. God loves us always. And no sacrifice, no offering, no paying up, no transaction, no act of obedience can change that. All of that, the law, the offerings, the sacrifices, the giving, all the things we do as a community of faith are not about us earning God's favor, but offering ourselves out of thanksgiving for the love that we have already been given. If we take anything away from this time that I like to call deep Lent, it is the reminder that we are held in what we as Christians call grace, God's love for us. Part of that ancient covenant that God made with all the creatures of the earth Perhaps we could say even the universe itself with Abraham and Sarah and their descendants forever. With the people wandering in the wilderness or wandering in a time of pandemic. We are loved beyond measure. So now the only question for us is not what we can do to earn that love but how do we respond to it?
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.